Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1082, air date July 12th, 2022. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shivaya Dure. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about an interesting topic. It's a follow-on to a series I started uh, last week, which is on how we process food. And um, so we did last week um, on raw versus sprouted almond seeds, um, and which is healthier. So we're going to continue that, but now we're going to look at um, uh, sunflower seeds. So let me just explain at a very high level what we want to talk about. Many times you, probably a lot of times you go to YouTube and you're searching, oh, should I eat this or should I not eat that? Or is this good for me? Is that bad for me? And you'll get these declarative statements from a lot of people who actually don't know a lot about health. They don't study it really at the molecular systems level. Um, they don't understand the science. They basically uh, are reading something elsewhere and then they regurgitate. And this happens not only with nutrition and health, it happens in every field, it seems like. So you have a lot of people who just essentially become talking heads, uh, and they haven't really put in their time to understand this. And this is unfortunate because you get what's called a reductionist view, a reductionist view, which is opposite of a systems approach to understanding the reality of what's going on. So people say, don't eat that, eat this, or don't eat this and eat that, et cetera, right? I call that reductionism because um, you look at, imagine you look at something, uh, the analogy I've given you of an elephant, and then the, let's say six blind men are called in to touch the elephant, and one touches a tusk and he thinks it's a spear, the other touches a leg and he thinks it's a tree, the guy, the guy touches a tail, you know, thinks it's a brush and so on, because they're essentially getting a blinded view of reality. So... What we want to do is we want to always take a systems approach. And that's what that's what we're going to do here. And one of those systems approaches that comes out is that before you go say the food is good or bad, you have to ask the question, how was that fruit food processed? Okay? How was the food processed? Let me give you an example. You could take a kidney bean, and if you sprout it and you eat it raw, you can actually hurt yourself. It's it's actually can be deadly for some people. It's not a healthy thing to eat. It could be deadly. On the other hand, if you process it, put some heat to it, you cook it, well, now it becomes something that your body can digest, right? Um, there are some foods that are good not cooked, right? You get more nutritional value when they're not cooked or germinated, et cetera. So it's really, really important to understand. Somebody just say hello to some people joining in. We have Lee Asia Roberts. Nice to have you. We have Sanford Miaro. Uh, we have a lot of people signing in. To, uh, good evening, uh, Regina. Um, we have Deborah Hill. Nice to have you. And uh, Tony, nice to have you. Uh, so we have different people logging in. But anyway, I wanted to bring this up. So in the series last week or week before, I did something on sprouted almonds and roasted, I'm sorry, um, raw almonds. And we found a profound difference when you sprout the almonds. So today we're going to look at the same thing, but with sunflower seeds. It's summertime here in Massachusetts, and we're going to look at that. Someone says, good night, uh, 
God bless America. Yes, God bless America to you also. Uh, good evening. Uh, aloha. Uh, nice to have all of you. Catherine from Germany. Very nice to have you guys. So let me uh, jump right in and get into our topic today. So, and by the way, those of you who are new um, to our series here or to what we talk about, if you go to vashiva.com, that's our major website. And if you go to truthfreedomhealth.com or vashiva.com slash join, you can find out more of our um, systems, Truth, Freedom, and Health program. One of the things we do, as I mentioned, is because we want people to get, get out of this reductionist mindset or this pigeonholed mindset of taking it the very complex world and just thinking, looking at one piece and thinking that's all there's to, to that. So you have to understand the interconnection. So every Monday evenings, my team and I, we put together a course and it's not only a course, but it's part of a larger curriculum for truth, freedom and health, but it begins with understanding this science of systems. Um, then it goes to building a community that we put together um, but it also involves a bunch of tools. So I encourage all of you to go to truthfreedomhealth.com or vashiva.com slash join. But fundamentally what we teach people is the intersection from a system standpoint of the importance of freedom, dialogue, the importance of science, truth, and the importance of taking care of our health, our own personal infrastructure. Because without freedom, you can't really get to truth and you can't um, get to understanding of health. And so we when we're discussing any of our science stuff, we'll discuss what's going on, what the science of it is, what the health of it is, and also what are the constraints on freedom that sometimes don't allow us to get the truth out there, okay? Um, also, for those of you interested, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for those of you in other parts of the world, Europe and India and Asia, you can join then with me, or 8 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. So for example, this Thursday. So if you go to vashiva.com slash orientation, uh, please sign up and then you can learn more about the Truth, Freedom and Health movement and how you can be part of uh, this. So there's a little ticker on the bottom. So I encourage you guys to all go there and sign up. So today we're going to talk about raw versus sprouted sunflower seeds. We're going to begin with the science or the truth, which is what are sunflower seeds? What are the biological functions? What are the health benefits? Then we're going to go to the aspects that get in the way of some of this nutritional knowledge from getting out there because of the focus from big pharma on really focusing always on a pharmaceutical uh, solution or not really focused on um, you know prevention. And this, unfortunately, as we'll talk about what doctors are at, most doctors, you could actually educate many of your doctors on nutrition because they frankly maybe get five or 10, 15 hours total in their entire medical school education on nutrition. So in some ways you have to do the work for these, um, for the unfortunate situation of MDs. The health possibilities uh, we discuss next on raw and sprouted sunflower seeds. We'll look at the nutritional differences and the research, the, the knowledge I'm gonna share with you is from original research that we did uh, several years ago when we were asked to really do the comparison between almonds, oats, and sunflower seeds between their raw version, their roasted version, and their sprouted, or also known as germinated versions, okay? So you're, getting, you're gonna get a lot of uh, original research done here. Uh, before I do that, uh, to inspire um, 
those of you, I always like to, um, I started with talking about a reductionist approach. The opposite of a reductionist approach is what is known as a systems approach. And I'm gonna play this video for you, which will give you my journey to systems. Welcome to VA Shiva. VA Shiva is a product of my journey across East and West, science and tradition, ancient and modern, that brings you the science of systems so you can become a force for truth, freedom, health. VA Shiva is a platform of revolutionary education, community building, and weaponry for unleashing local activism. My journey to VA Shiva begins in the chaos of Bombay, where I experienced diverse religions, languages, castes, and in a small village that had no running water, no electricity, where my grandmother, a poor village farmer, practiced Siddha, an ancient system of Indian medicine over 10,000 years old. She observed one's face, the art of Samudrika Lakshanam, to understand a body's unique constitution, allowing her to deliver the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Watching my grandmother heal others, I was inspired to study medicine, but I was also aware of the corrupt caste system of India, which denigrated a human being, where my family were considered low caste untouchables, where one's birth determined one's destiny. The grit and determination of my mother and father led them to get educated and to come to America, a one in a trillion event. Their actions inspired me to work hard and excel. While in ninth grade, I attended New York University in a computer science program, and subsequently at the age of 14, was given a full-time job as a research fellow at what is now known as Rutgers Medical School in the heart of Newark, New Jersey. There I investigated the system of sleep using mathematics, computer science, and biology for sudden infant death syndrome. It was there in Newark where I invented email when I was the first to convert every feature of the physical, paper-based inner office mail system, including inbox, outbox, memo, carbon copy, blind carbon copy, attachments, into its electronic equivalent, a system which I named email, a term that I was the first to coin. On August 30th, 1982, I was awarded the first U.S. copyright for the invention of this system, recognizing me as the inventor of email. At that time, copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I went on to MIT where I earned four degrees across multiple systems of engineering, electrical, mechanical, design, biological. That training led me to invent many other systems for advancing humankind. Echomail, the world's first intelligent email management system. Cytosol, a computational biology system for eliminating animal testing to discover new medicines faster, cheaper, and safer. And to the creation of a whole systems methodology for certifying clean food. These innovations led me back on a Fulbright to India, where I discovered the missing link between Eastern medicine and Western systems theory, honoring my grandmother to develop your body, your system, a powerful tool that will help you understand how your body is a system and how the inputs of food, supplements and exercise bring your body back to its natural system state and systems health an integrative educational discipline that is now integrated into the VA Shiva platform that will enable you to learn the science of systems, the science of everything, be it your body as a system or our society and politics as a system to reveal the foundational interrelationships between truth, freedom, health. Now is the time for you to be the light, learn the science of systems, build community and weaponize yourself to unleash the activism necessary to deliver truth, freedom, health in your local community. Welcome to VA Shiva.
So anyway, one of the key things uh, to take away from that is we need to learn how to think, not what to think. And the science of systems offers you that approach. So if we apply that systems approach to looking at raw versus spr sprouted sunflower seeds, we're going to first begin with the truth. Then we're going to look at how the freedom in terms of getting the science out there is constrained. And then we're going to go into the health as we discuss. So we're going to talk about a number of the aspects of sunflower seeds and the science part. And we're going to talk about some of the constraints, how big pharma views, um, you know, the world of nutrition as medical doctors, and then we're going to go into the health possibilities. So let's look at the overview of sunflower seeds from a nutritional standpoint and look at the science and the truth there. So first of all, as you can see, um, what's important to understand is that sunflowers belong to the category of um, daisies, actually. I mean, it looks like a big daisy, right? So that's called the Asteracea family, which is a daisy family. And they were first domesticated about 3,000 to 5,000 years ago by the Native Americans in Central North America. And they're primarily used uh, at that time as a source of edible seed and still today as oil seed, right? So you get sunflower oil, um, people make the seeds, sometimes people make um, you know, sort of a meal uh, uh, out of the uh, sunflower seeds. So that's the, you know, sort of the origins of sunflowers in terms of where they came from. So now I want to really look at the uh, health benefits of sunflower seeds, the health benefits of sunflower seeds, and really the seven biological effects, okay? So let's consider those. So let's begin by recognizing that um, sunflower seeds, first of all, uh, they affect multiple aspects of health, okay? So many of these food components not just affect just one area, but they affect multiple aspects. So um, sunflower seeds affect skin health, for example, acne, uh, heart health, metabolic health, digestive health, and pain. So they affect these different areas. Specifically here are the seven biological effects. So sunflower seeds are an antioxidant, they're anti-inflammatory, they're antimicrobial, which means they you know, ward off uh, bugs and microbes. They're antihypertensive, wound healing. Um, uh, we, we can do a series on that, but uh, sunflower seeds have components in there which accelerate wound healing, anti-cancer, and anti-atherosclerotic, which means, um, you know, uh, the plaque development in the arteries, all right? So these are the seven biological effects of sunflower seeds. Now, if we want to analyze sunflower seeds, how do we do that? How was this research done? So as I mentioned, several years ago, we were given the project of trying to figure out if you take sunflower seeds, the raw, the sprouted, and the roasted, which one had more nutrients? Well, how do you do that? Well, fortunately, we have a very powerful tool called Cytosolve, which allows us to do that. And using Cytosolve, what we're able to do is we're able to, in this case, look at all the literature that's out there, organize it, archive it, extract out the molecular pathways, build the systems architectures and model it. In this case, we did the first three parts. As you've seen in some of the other videos, we go through an entire modeling exercise. But here, relative sunflower seeds, there's been about 2,500 research articles, 2,493 as of today, 75 clinical trials, which means people have conducted studies with human beings taking sunflower seeds on these different areas of health. So um, 
sunflower seeds have been studied since you know the 1940s, uh, so for about 80 years. So it's it's a pretty well researched um, uh, you know food substance relative to others that are out there. So you can see quite a bit of research on this. And as I mentioned, we took all of this knowledge and we ran it through Cytosolve to organize the knowledge. And Cytosolve is really a platform for discovery. It really is a very powerful platform that allows for the discovery of uh, scientific um, discoveries because, and we can do it faster and cheaper than even some of the major leading institutions because we're able to use a computer to mathematically model some of these biochemical reactions. In fact, pretty much all biochemical reactions we're able to do. And if you go to vashiva.com and you scroll down to, you'll see a thing called where we've launched the Open Science Institute right here, which all of you can become a part of. Um, uh, and the research that we do comes from the contributions of all of you to support that. So if you go there and you click on it, you'll see the different areas of re research we're doing. So if you click on cardiovascular health, you can actually support the research, you can contribute. And when you do, we actually um, give you many, many gifts. So if you contribute 100 or more, you get different gifts. If you can contribute 25 or more, but we literally um, uh, are very grateful to, the, uh, to Cytosolve and to the um, support you give. But when you support our research, we actually give you back a lot of things. So using Cytosolve, we've looked at sunflower seeds and their health benefits, okay? So first, let's begin what Cytosolve uh, discovered in terms of what is in sunflower seeds. So, so this part is, you know, the nutrients in sunflower seeds. There are 29 key molecules. Again, nutrients in sunflower seeds, we can focus on the 29 key molecules. What are those 29 key molecules? So let's jump into this. First of all, uh, when we talk about nutrients, we need to look at the nutrients in three ways, carbohydrates, proteins, and lipids. So there's 50 grams to 100 grams of, um, for, there's 50 grams of carbohydrates to 100 grams of sunflower seeds. Um, quite a bit of fiber, look at that, 32 grams in 100 grams. Protein, 20 grams in 100 grams of sunflower seeds. Get qu quite a bit of protein. By the way, uh, there's a lot of studies showing that a human being at one sitting uh, really can't consume more than about 20 to 25 uh, grams of protein. So it's quite a bit of protein, okay? Um, lipids, uh, which are really, you know, what you can call fats, right? And this is, um, there's different types of lipids or fats monounsaturated fats, polyunsaturated fats, right? So if you look at sunflower seeds, it's got 16 grams per 100 grams in terms of, of uh, lipids in sunflower oil, for example. Saturated fats, only 14%, very different than if you were to eat a steak. 60% um, are uh, monounsaturated fatty acids. And PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty acids, 20%. One of the points I wanna make aware of is whenever you look at seed oils, you gotta be very careful. They have a lot of omega-6s in them. Um, and you have to be concerned about the omega-3 to omega-6 balance. Typically you need more of the omega-3s. So if you're gonna do seed oils, be very, very careful how much you consume and note that they can have effects on your gallbladder if you consume a lot. Uh, many of the seed oils also go rancid, okay? 
So I always, you know, what I do is if I ever have like flaxseed oil, I will typically take it, drop some vitamin E in there, which is an antioxidant, and frankly, put it in the refrigerator or freezer, okay? Because these oils go rancid very, very quickly, and rancid oils are not good for health. They really clog up your gallbladder. So um, micronutrients, there's vitamins, minerals, phenolic compounds, and amino acids um, when we're talking about nutrients in, in um, sunflower seeds. And so if we look at the vitamins, there are five key vitamins. Vitamin A, vitamin B1, which is also known as thiamine. By the way, vitamin A is beta carotene. Vitamin B2, riboflavin. Vitamin C, ascorbic acid. And vitamin E, tocopherol. So this is why um, vitamin, you know, because of the tocopherol, it's probably very good as an anti, you know, uh, plaque thing, right? Um, good for skin. So um, vitamin A, B1, B2, C, and E. So those are the first five of those um, uh, 20 some odd molecules. The next is we have five different key minerals, calcium, magnesium. Look at the amount of magnesium. Magnesium is what is known as a calming, as a calming mineral. Um, uh, a majority of people, over a majority of people in the world have magnesium deficiencies. Magnesium is a thing that calms you down. Um, you can get it in Epsom salt, right? Um, you can get it um, in, you know, um, certain foods you can look at, right? But sunflower seeds has around 390 milligrams um, in 100 grams, okay? Quite a bit of magnesium. Potassium, again, quite a bit. Zinc and iron, okay? So a very powerful um, source of these five key minerals. And then when you look at the phenolic compounds, um, we have caffeic acid, ferulic acid, synaptic acid, gallic acid, and pro proto catechuic acid, okay? These are what are known as the uh, different phenolic compounds that are in uh, sunflower seeds. And then finally, there are 18 key amino acids, okay? 18 key amino acids, arginine, aspartic acid, and glutamic acid are in very high numbers. You can see 0.4902, 50% uh, of the total pr protein, or um, 0.5, 0.6 percent, and 1.2% of the glutamic acid. There's still pretty good numbers of the others, but you know, it's a pretty, um, when we talk about protein, it's got a pretty good amino acid profile, all right? So at the end of the day, um, when we look back at this, let me go back at it here. I think there's a mistake here. So I said there's five plus five is 10. 10 plus, actually there's five here, right? 15 plus 18, there's actually, I'm gonna change this, sorry about this. Um, let's put this as there's actually, there's 33 key molecules, okay? Addition error. So again, nutrients in sunflower seeds, there's 33 key molecules. And when you look at it here, you have the five here, you have another five here, and this is actually five, okay? Let's do that, sorry about that. I'd rather, Fix it. So you have five phenolic compounds here, caffeic, ferulic, synaptic, gallic, and proto-catechuic acid. So that's 15. And they have 18 key amino acids. That's 33. Okay. So it's 33 different key molecules uh, uh, comprising the nutrients in sunflower seeds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Robin Doyle says that's 18 aminos. I think we forget, you know, with all the vitamins out there and um, we forget how many 
you know, nutrients are in food. Okay. Um, one of the things I want to mention here is um, you can take free form amino acid, you know, that are pharmaceutical grade. Um, what we're going to sh shortly show is that when you germinate seeds, you get essentially free form amino acids. They become much more, they be essentially become like vitamin pills. Okay. We'll talk about that. Um, so there you go. Now, um, one of the things I want to talk to you about is we want to understand, um, is sunflower seeds right for you? Okay. Not all foods are optimal for everyone. Okay. Everyone can consume a certain amount of different foods, but some people can do a lot of some food and others, if, if they have a certain food, they get allergic reactions because all of our bodies are different. Many years ago, after I finished my Fulbright, uh, uh, I'm sorry, my PhD at MIT, I went back to India and I used my training as a PhD in systems biology to really look at Eastern systems of medicine. And I was able to make a bridge. The Eastern systems of medicine always look at your body as a system. They look at it in a whole way. But I was able to develop a bridge and I created a tool called Your Body, Your System. So now we're going to talk about is sunflower seeds right for you using this tool called Your Body, Your System, which allows you to take a systems approach to um, food and your body. So you can go to the site called yourbodyyoursystem.com if you're interested in enrolling for it. If you become a truth and health warrior, we actually give it away. But I want to talk to you about this tool um, and we're going to look at to analyze sunflower seeds. But notice it says, be happy, be you. Health begins with knowing the unique you. Your body's a unique system that needs the right inputs for the right conditions. Use this tool to know the unique you on your journey to real health and to understand the principles of all systems. So your body, your system is this very powerful tool. Every Fridays, if you go look in our events calendar, we have a, uh, a nurse who... Uh, Emily Cross, who actually does the training. So you're welcome to take advantage of that. So let me go back here and talk about, oops, I lost you guys. Yeah. So let me go back here and look at, um, give you a quick explanation. So in systems theory that we study in the West, everything in the universe is composed of the forces of movement, transport, right? That's the movement of transport. So like the wind blowing, you know, bowel movements, right? You can think about a car moving, transport. Uh, conversion are the forces involved in converting thing from one uh, part to another part. Digestion is a conversion process. You eat something, your body digests it. An engine in your car, you give it fuel, it converts it to mechanical motion, right? The last aspect is called storage. Storage is the aspect of the universe that contains things, holds things together. If you make a bowl of oatmeal, it's the bowl, the building, it's the structure, okay? So, by the way, when you take the course um, and you become a warrior scholar, we have a whole uh, foundational uh, understanding of systems we teach you. So take advantage of that. So I'm just giving you a very, very quick version of this. Now, what I discovered was in the Indian systems of medicine, they use the words vata, pitta, and kapha. And what I was able to find was vata, Pitta and Kapha are the same as transport conversion storage. It's a pretty big discovery. I published it in a major journal. Uh, there's an article that you can find. But essentially, transport is Vata, conversion is Pitta, storage is Kapha. And the Eastern systems of medicine, my grandmother, for example, would look at your face or your pulse diagnosis, 
and she would figure out how much vatha, pitta, and kapha your body was composed of. From a Western perspective, it means how much movement or how much conversion or how much storage. So for example, people of big frames were considered more kapha or storage. People of very good digestion or fast digestion would be high pitta, right? Or people talk and move a lot or movement, vatha, right? But anyway, there's a whole science to this. So I created a tool where in this triangle, transport, conversion, storage, the center denoting, you know, zero, 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 this would mean 100% transport, 100% conversion, 100% storage, or vata, pitta, kapha. I was able to map a way that you could, you could literally find a series of questions. And from these series of questions, it would determine in this triangle where your body was located relative to this concept. So your body, the red dot could be here, 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 here. It could be move around. It doesn't mean your red dots in the center, you're better or here. It just means this is who your system type is. The black dot denotes where you are right now. So these 30 questions help you figure out sort of your center point. And the black dot denotes where you are uh, on course or off course, okay? So uh, someone says, do you know about, uh, someone says, do you know how to fix muscle twitching? Um, if you have these twitches and things, I, again, this is what I would do. Um, I would look at your electrolytes in your body, uh, potassium, sodium, right? Because um, when you have muscle misfirings, it's typically, um, you know, just go look at electrolytes as your first thing. There could be many other things. Are you getting enough water and you're drinking enough electrolytes, the sodium, the potassium, um, you know, the mineral salts. But anyway, um, so the tool lets you figure this out. And then the tool actually will help you figure out to bring that black dot back to you. What are the foods? What are the activities that will help you do that? So it's really a tool to help you see your body as a system, where you're located, where you are today, and how to bring your body back to balance for you. Okay. And as uh, Vaishali says, you can go to your body, your system, and you can uh, take advantage of it. Now, those of you, um, so what we did here, and I'll get to that. So what we did was imagine this is where you are. What does sunflowers do? Well, sunflower seeds, broadly, they stabilize vata, movement. That's what this flat line here means, okay? Sunflower seeds stabilize pitta or conversion, right? So they're not going to affect your digestion. They're not going to make you get indigestion, okay? And then sunflower seeds increase your kapha storage, right? Because they're fat. Fat means you're going to essentially uh, support increased fat, okay? Um, so one of our guys on our team, he took the Your Body, Your System quiz, and his body type is here. And then he found out that based on uh, what was going on that day, his, um, he was disturbing, he was off course here. And then we have a tool in the Your Body, Your System tool chest, this very powerful tool. You can actually play around. You can say, hey, what happens when I add sunflower seeds? Well, see, sunflower seeds move you towards storage, right? That's exactly what they're supposed to do. But you can play with this tool that'll help you figure out how different foods affect your body. And by the way, all of you, if you sign up as a Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior, you give a $100 contribution, you get this tool for free plus 20 and 15 other gifts, okay? So take advantage of it. So 
Now, so when it comes to looking at sunflower seeds for you, we want to take a personal approach. Is it good for everyone? Obviously not, because depending on your body's profile. By and large, it looks, it has a lot of nutrients and healthy, but there are issues that you should consider. So now let's talk about problems with sunflower seeds and the four issues you should consider. What are those four issues, okay? Well, those four issues are, this happens if you have overconsumption of sunflower seeds. Moderation is always good. Um, you know, seeds, again, are very, very powerful nutrients. So you have to be careful how much of them you eat. When I say how much, it's a function of input output. If you're working out, if you're exercising and you're using your body, obviously you can consume more just from a caloric intake versus just sitting in front of a computer or TV all day, right? So overconsumption itself is relative. But you can see some of the things that one should be concerned about is skin rashes and acne, kidney function, okay? Chronic fatigue. There's research which shows that overconsumption leads to chronic fatigue and mood swings, okay? So obviously the nutrients in sunflower seeds can affect your mood, fatigue, kidney function, and skin rashes. Again, overconsumption. Don't take this to mean you should never eat sunflower seeds. But if, again, if you have a proclivity for these things, you should be concerned. Again, these are the four issues to consider when consuming sunflower seeds. Okay. Um, one of the things that we've done is I mentioned about Cytosol. Cytosol is this very powerful tool, which allows us to take a function, let's say inflammation, take a function like chronic fatigue or mood swings or kidney disturbances or periodontal disease, pretty much any disease. And using Cytosol, we're able to mathematically model the disease and then, or the biomolecular functions and take inputs of food without killing animals, we can test cytosol. Most recently, to make it very practical for about over 15 years, we've been helping many, many companies look at their food products or their vitamins and figure out, do they work or not? Some people don't like to hear and we say, your stuff doesn't work or you're putting too much of this or too little. But about two years ago, we said, with all the work we've done, why don't we look at pain and inflammation, mathematically model it. And we went through many, many, many different ingredients that are out there, natural ingredients. And we said, which combinations would have a very powerful effect on lowering, you know, pain and discomfort. And we discovered a product called MV25. This is my sort of um, sharing this knowledge with you. We've never um, been in the supplement production business, but because we had all of this technology, we said, instead of waiting for one of these companies to do it, we did it. We found a, a, a set of ingredients that have a very powerful effect on reducing pain and inflammation. So I'm gonna grab some water. And as I do that, I'm just gonna play you a quick um, uh, scientific uh, report on MV25. Millions of people suffer every day from painful discomfort and swelling, but most pain medications come with harsh side effects, and many alternative supplements have little scientific backing. That's why we at Cytosolve created MV25. MV25 was formulated using the Cytosolve Computational Systems Biology Platform, a technology for precision and personalized health invented by Dr. Shiva during his doctoral research at MIT. 
This formulation is the result of computing trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions, derived from thousands of peer-reviewed scientific papers published across four decades by 68 research institutions to discover an optimal synergy of compounds that downregulate biomarkers of discomfort and normal swelling. Hi, I'm Barbara Ann. My hands would cramp up so that I couldn't hold cards or knit or crochet. And they would go like that. Not have to use this when I played cards with my grandkids. And I'd start taking that MV25. After a bit, I was able to hold cards in my hand. Very, very little cramping, hardly at all anymore. MV25. Hi, my name is Sandy. I'm a Taekwondo instructor. I tore my ACL during Taekwondo. I had a lot of pain and limited mobility. I've been taking the MV25 for about six months now. After the first week, I noticed a big difference. After the second week, almost literally no pain. My name is Jeremy and I suffer from a lower back problem. Hurt my back at work years ago and I can go to the chiropractor, do all kinds of different things and nothing seems to help. And I decided to try MV25. I didn't notice a difference immediately, but within a few days the pain went away and it stayed away. I've continued to take it and even when I do things that I shouldn't do, it seems to go away a lot quicker than it ever did before. MV25 is certified clean, 100% non-GMO, made in America and GMP certified for good manufacturing practices. MV25 25 is Cytosolve optimized, which means that this formula has been engineered to maximize benefits while minimizing toxicity based on current research curated by Cytosolve. As the science advances, so will this formulation. This is our promise. Order online at mv25.life. Consult your doctor before taking any supplement or medication and use as directed. MV25. All right, and if you want to f get MV25, you can go right to, um, let me just give the link here. You can go to mv25.life, where is that? Uh, here we go. So if you can go to mv25.life, um, you can get it there. And right here, you can also go to our shop right there, and you can go right to the shop and you can order it, okay? Now, so that's about MV25. We've talked about the science um, the components in sunflower seeds. But now we want to talk about um, an important uh, fact that, and this will hopefully compel you to recognize that you may have to go educate your doctors, right? Um, unfortunately, and I don't think it's really the fault of medical doctors, it's a medical school education, because of the uh, effect of big pharma and the constraints on doctors. But you'll find out that um, most doctors are trained to prescribe medicine, but not really provide you nutritional guidance. In fact, the nutritional quote unquote experts that are out there on YouTube and so on, um, who don't have a systems approach, they'll constantly give you conflicting advice. And then the media coverage of nutrition is always, you know, for example, fat is bad, fat is good, right? Um, and you'll typically find out, here's an interesting meme, I spent years studying nutrition in medical school. And the, and the, and the meme says, said no medical doctor ever. You'll never see a, hear a medical doctor saying, I spent years studying nutrition in medical school. 
um, you know, they're typically the goals people are trained by the pharma guys about drugs. And um, don't ask me for nutrition advice. Less than 70% of doctors receive nutrition classes in medical school. And those that do experience a measly 24 hours of class time on the subject. Okay. Um, yeah. So Robin here says, doctors generally do not take nutrition course in medical school. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's really pretty fascinating. Um, the other thing is you'll find out that this is very interesting. Half of those poll believe it is easier to do their taxes than to figure out how to eat healthfully. So 52% polled said it's easier to do their taxes, which is not an easy thing, than to figure out what to eat. Uh, for example, you have this guy out there. In one video, he says, why I love kale. Then he also says problems with eating kale. So this sends mixed messages because he's not giving the substantive reasons from a system standpoint, okay? Um, you know, will red meat kill me? Uh, what's so great about kale, organic or not? So you have all this confusion out there. And that's why when we take a molecular systems approach, you go down below the hood, you start understanding what's in these things, how the nutrients, you know, as we went through MV25, how things combine, uh, you get a much more a holistic idea of what's going on, okay? So that's why we want to take a systems approach. Now, let's get down to the nutritional difference between raw and sprouted sunflower seeds. So now we're going to talk about what are the nutritional differences between raw and sprouted sunflower seeds, okay? Um, Stella Rose says, good morning, Dr. Shiva and all from South Africa. Trust everything's good. Very nice to have you, Stella. Um, uh, Ken Fielding says, Cytosolve is amazing and eliminates animal testing. That's what it does. So now let's go to the difference between raw and sunflower seeds. So I'd like to begin, um, and this is probably one of the important parts I want everyone to listen to, is that there are many systems of food processing. In fact, there's eight big ways of food processing, eight different ways. And they're broadly broken out into two different ways. So this is something that is not discussed, but we should, we're going to discuss here. So what are the eight different ways and the two uh, big areas? Thermal and non-thermal. Thermal and non-thermal. So there's thermal meaning where you can steam roast, fry, or boil. I mean, there's other ways, but these are sort of the, I uh, think about it when you cook, right? You're applying heat and you steam. Uh, to me, steaming is a wonderful way to cook. Uh, you're preserving nutrients. It's also, if you're eating plants, uh, it's breaking it down so you can digest the cellulose. Roasting, some people like roasting. Frying, right? And then boiling. So those are where you're applying heat, thermal, okay? So those four different ways of, I'm sure that some people may say there's microwaving, right? Uh, or, uh, you know, inductive heating. There's a number of different ways, but these are the four ways. The non-thermal ways are soaking. Believe it or not, that's another way to process food. You can take nuts and just leave them overnight or 18 hours, just soak them. It's different than germinating, okay? Germination is where you actually wait, you soak them, and then you may soak them for 10 hours. You take the stuff out of the water and you put it in like in a cheesecloth and you hang it. And that's where it starts sprouting. Okay. Different than soaking. The next process is fermentation. You can take, for example, seeds or rice or whatever it is. You soak it and then you may grind it. 
and then you may uh, keep it in a relatively warm place for um, another 24 hours till, until it uses a natural bacteria and it starts fermenting. And the other thing is mechanical. Think about um, you can take food and blend it. When you make a smoothie, right? You're just blending it or you take a mortar and pestle, okay? So you wanna think about this and just let me just help you look at this. So these are the two major ways, but the eight different ways you can process food. So I want you to look at that because um, depending on how you process food, you can get very, very different outcomes, right? Frying obviously um, is not a great thing to do under certain conditions, right? Um, and other conditions, some people say it may be more beneficial. Um, and then same with germination is very different than fermentation. If you have animals, you notice your animals take food, sort of disgusting, but, um, you know, when I had huskies or if you have wolf type animals, they'll take food and they'll bury it and then they'll go dig it up. They're literally letting the food ferment. And what is fermentation? Fermentation is literally pre-digestion. So if you look at your stomach as a vessel in traditional medicines, one of the ways that you want to eat is that the more that you can pre-digest the food, you make it easy on your body. So you're getting food that's pre-digested. So you're not putting out a lot of energy to digest that food. But anyway, um, it's very important to keep this in mind. There are different methods of food processing. Not all methods are the same, all right? So for example, to go a little bit deeper, steaming on the thermal side is typically for 10 minutes, you know, 100 degrees where you essentially steam it five to 10 minutes. Roasting is 120 to 160 degrees for 20 to 30 minutes. Frying is typically like you do it in oil, 180, now, now there's some um, dry uh, or air fryers, right? 180 to 190 degrees, 10 to 15 minutes. And boiling, where you put the food in the water, steaming is not in the water, 10 to 15 minutes. So these are the different thermal processes. Soaking, so let's discuss this. Soaking is you leave it in water for up to 20 minutes to 16 hours. Very different process. Germination, now this includes soaking, sprouting, and then drying at room temperature for up to 24 to 48 hours. Um, I may do sort of just a uh, sprouting training, but you, let's say you take your sunflower seeds, you get some water, soak it in there, right? For let's say a day, then you take the seeds out, throw away the water, you get cheesecloth, put the seeds in there, then you hang the cheesecloth for you know a day or two days until you see these sprouts growing. That is actually known as germination or sprouting, okay? Someone says here, my angry wife steams longer than 10 minutes. Dr. Shiva, trust me, 10 minutes is peanuts. <laughs> okay. Um, depends on how you like your food. Okay. Depends on how you like it. And then the other process is fermentation. This is where you expose the food to microorganisms with minimal water for up to 40, 72 hours. And this is usually after it's ground up. Okay. So think about wine is a fermented food. Beer is not. Beer is typically heated. Here, you do not heat it. Okay, there's no heating or pasteurization. You're soaking. Some people soak, they germinate, and then they ferment, okay? Uh, which means you ground up the soaked or germinated items, and then you expose it, and then with minimal water for up to four to 72 hours. Mechanical, chopping, trimming, peeling, crushing, slicing, sieving, and pressing, okay? Um, if you go look at cold press oils, the oil 
you know, is cold pressed, right? It's pressed down. Okay. It's not fermented, germinated or so. All right. So again, why am I sharing this with you? I want you to understand that how we process food, that, that affects the systemic nature of the food. All right. So now let's go to our research, what we discovered, how does sprouting affect sunflower seed nutrition? And here are the three key measures. So how does sprouting affect sunflower seed nutrition? And here are the three key measures. So let's look at it, okay? The first is the effect of sprouting you can measure by the level of phytic acid. Now, phytic acid is not something um, you want to be careful of. Phytic acid is um, what the plant actually produces, right, to protect itself, right, from critters. Um, so if you were to just consume it, you need to know that the phytic acid can have an effect on leaching minerals from your body. It doesn't mean it's all bad, but um, you want to keep that phytic acid levels low. So you can see right here, our research showed they have about 180 milligrams of phytic acid in 100 grams for raw, 180 milligrams. But in germinated, this literally drops by nearly a half, as you can see that, more than a half. Okay, so germinating lowered the phytic acid, a molecule that blocks mineral uptake in sunflower seeds. Germinated sunflower seeds have 64% lower phytic acid than that of raw sunflower seeds. So just ponder that. When you germinate, you reduce the phytic acid level. So that means your body can, uh, can use the foods and you don't um, lower your mineral uptake. This is why if you look at a lot of vegetarians, people say, wow, that vegetarian doesn't look too healthy. Well, traditional cultures have learned that if you're going to be a vegetarian, you better process that food right. And one of the things is you want to lower the phytic acid. Um, Deborah Hill says, what about soaking? Yeah, good point, Deborah. So it depends on how, so if you soak for eight hours, and there's other studies done on this, and then you throw away the water and you clean it, that will lower phytic acid. But there and not to the level of sprouting, but definitely soaking is better. I typically will take almonds, soak them overnight, you know, and then peel them and crush them and eat them. It's, it's a, it lowers phytic acid. If you have a little more time, you could sprout them, okay? But we're talking about sprouting today. Uh, now, minerals, okay? The second key measure, okay? Now, look at this. Look at the level of minerals in raw and germinated. It's quite profound difference, okay? So magnesiums, there's 3.3 times more, okay? Um, mineral availability increased uh, uh, sprouted sunflower seeds 1.25 to 3.3 times, okay? If you look at calcium, okay, that's about two and a half times more. Potassium, 1.25 times more. Iron, about two and a half times more. Um, and zinc, about two and a half times more, okay? And then if you go here, you can look at um, what happens when you have magnesium, calcium, potassium, the vitamins, okay? Um, so um, the vitamins here in the sunflower seeds, you can see are at a uh, particular, if you look at the iron and the zinc and potassium, they're about 1.5, 1.5, two and a half times more, okay? So you basically have a lot more of uh, the, the vitamins, minerals, and the phytic acid in sunflower seeds. Now, how much sunflower seeds should we 
have, you know, and what does the current science say about them, right? How much should we have, okay? Someone says, uh, Dr. Shiva is a big fan of mortar and pestle. Yeah, I love a mortar and pestle. If you've been over to my house, Ken has. Um, I love a mortar and pestle. Um, how much sunflower seeds and what is the current science say uh, about this, okay? How much sunflower seeds should we have, okay? Dosaging, okay? What does the current science say? Well, depends on what you're trying to work, but this is based on the current research, right? So if you're trying to work on obesity, right, lowering weight, about 500 milligrams per day of sunflower seed extract. That's from Leverrier et al. 2014. Uh, for skin, you know, for supporting your skin and protecting, let's say, your skin, um, you can take about six drops of sunflower seeds oil daily, and that's literally, you know, on the skin, okay? So this is what the research says. So if you want it for lowering weight, about 500 milligrams per day, you can get the seed extract and about sunflower seeds for the skin barrier, okay? Um, so again, what we've also noticed, if you take sprouted sunflower seeds, contain two times to four times more phenolic acid. Sprouted sunflower seeds have 2.52x more antioxidant activity. Sprouted sunflower seeds contain 56% less phytic acid, and sprouted sunflower seeds contain 1.2 to two and a half times more minerals, okay? That's one of the important things to understand, all right? Sunflower seeds have more phenolic acid, more antioxidant activity, less phytic acid, and more minerals. And this was in a report we published a couple of years ago. Bottom line, you can eat less of su sprouted sunflower seeds and you get more nutrition. Another question. Are all sunflower seeds good, organic versus conventional? Well, the answer to this is organic sunflower seeds is, is preferred over the conventional, um, conventionally grown. The organic sunflower seeds had a higher total antioxidant activity compared to the conventional samples. And because of their high oil content, this is what we got to remember, oil, oil, oil. That's what sunflower seeds have, the lipids. Sunflower seeds easily absorb these pesticides that end up in our body. So... You know, one of the things is we have to understand water-soluble versus fat-soluble. If you take like B vitamins, they're water-soluble. They go through and you piss it out, right? But if you eat too much of the fat-soluble vitamins or vitamin E or the fat-soluble things, they hold on to other things and they are stored for longer, uh, longer um, time in your body, okay? So obviously, if you have pesticides... Um, and they're, and and your pesticide-ridden sunflower seeds, you're going to get more of that being stored in your body. So bottom line, organic farming produces healthier products free of pesticides. One of the things I want to mention is if you go to the stores, you'll find out the seal certified clean and certified raw. We're very proud of these two seals. It's what came out of our systems research. And certified clean and raw mean is a food safe, was a minimally processed, and the bioavailability of nutrients. And you'll see this out there. So summary, sunflower seeds are an excellent source of essential nutrients. Um, they're nutrients in sunflower seeds that provide numerous benefits, including cardioprotective, skin protection, metabolic health, improved digestion, pain relief, et cetera. And the other thing is sunflower um, seeds enhance, um, uh, sprouting sunflower seeds enhance their nutritional benefits. Um, how? Because 
Uh, one of the ways is the harm, harmful chemicals like phytic acid are lowered in sprouted sunflower seeds. The phenolic compounds levels are higher in sprouted sunflower seeds and the antioxidant activity is also higher. Again, when you look at those nutrients in sunflower seeds, just to repeat, many benefits, cardioprotective, skin protection, metabolic health, improved digestion, and pain relief. So in closing, what I wanna recommend is we've taken an approach to looking at this question of which whether sprouted is better than raw by a whole systems approach. We looked at the science, then we looked at the nutritional uh, attitudes that are stopping the free discourse of discussing this. Doctors and big pharma really don't discuss it. And then we ended with the health benefits, okay? And this approach, the systems approach is what we do every week in the foundation systems course. So I keep hammering that away. I want all of you guys to take a systems approach. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Let me put up that banner and take or vashiva.com slash join and learn how to uh, look at the world from a systems approach, not from a reductionist approach. Okay. And um, there you go. And I'm going to play uh, a video that I always like to end with. Um, that'll give you a whole systems approach. But before I do that, let me see if there's any questions. Um, Maria says, thank you for sharing all your health knowledge, truth, freedom, and health. Love the fermented foods brings us better health. Um, someone says garbage in, garbage out. Their benefit is determinant on the medium that they're growing in. Excellent. Um, yes, someone says, when you soak overnight, the brown skin will slip off like a glove. Exactly, Eva. Um, even with almonds, you can do it. You take off the skin and then you can you get uh, more, more nutrition that way. Um, sprouting equals bioavailability of minerals. Exactly. You nailed it. Also, someone said you get more plant sterols. Excellent. Um, yes. So someone says, what about roasting them in the oven? So Marianne, good question. Um, later on this week or early next week, I'll be looking at the difference between sprouted and roasting. Okay. One of the things, Marianne, I think you're bringing up is if you're going to eat nuts and seeds and you're storing them, note that many of the nuts and seeds will get molds. Okay. Fungus. Um, and it's very simple. To, so you can roasting is good, right? I always, if you're going to soak them, put a little bit of sea salt overnight, soak it and throw away the water. But you want to be mindful of that. Uh, nuts and seeds are very delicate once they're taken from the husk. When you go to food stores today, they crack them. A lot of people don't have nutcrackers anymore, right? Uh, or they, they're lazy and they don't want to do that. But that's a good way to protect, um, you know, what's inside. But if, if they're already open, just be mindful of that and be aware that you need to uh, process them properly. All right. So I hope this is valuable. Again, we take a systems approach here at VA Shiva as a part of our Truth, Freedom, and Health movement. And as I close, I always like to play our anthem video, which will hopefully inspire you all to go to vashiva.com slash join and do this for yourself because we need to create a movement, um, a science, which we have, and we need to have a community. And that's what we've done with our movement for truth, freedom, and health. So let me end with this video and I hope to see all of you there. Be well, be the light. Thank you. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. Mm -hmm. This reality is what people need to wake up to. 
and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We got to train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done, and it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com, and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, 
be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. Uh, the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to vashiva, Victory America Shiva, vashiva.com. All right, everyone, I hope you have a good evening. I hope this is valuable. And keep an eye out, because what we've been doing on social media is I do these long lives, but we also are producing small um, subversions of it so that are also more consumable, so you can also share with your friends and family. So keep an eye out for that, and be well. Have a good night. Thank you.